You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. One of the core values of our church is also to have fun. How many of you enjoy having fun? So uh, last, last month uh, was my, my birthday, and also Pastor Stacy Capaldi, we, we shared the same birthday month. And so as such, we decided, you know, it's only fair that we go and do a girl's trip, right? Can I give it a girl's trip, right? So we go down to we go down to Baja to just have some fun in the sun. You know, sometimes I go to Baja for for missions, but this was a, a different kind of mission. It was a fun mission, right? So we're we're getting ready and and we're we're crossing back over to the border. And uh, you know, there's basically there's two different lanes that you can cross. So there is the uh, slow lane, which can take a number of hours depending on what happens, or there's also called what's called the century lane or the fast lane. And so in order in order to cross the Century Lane, you've got to have either a Century card or a Global Entry card. And so that Global Entry will expedite the process to where you can get over the border quickly. So we, we check, check, check. We're both the kind of girls that we'd rather let someone else drive. How many of you are with me? Right? So we, we found a driver that would be able to drive us back over the border. So the driver, the very first question said, hey, just want to make sure you girls have your Century or your Global Entry card. Ah, yeah, check. We're, we're good to go. Let's, let's go for it. So we go to line up in the century line and we pass over, they, they make you kind of like flash your cards and make sure that, uh, you know, that you have the global entry card. So check, check, check. We line up and we get to the border, uh, the, the uh, what do I want to say? The agent, right? The, the, the officer. And so the officer looks at the cards and so they look at the driver and they look at me and they say, well, you guys have obviously used your cards before. And then they look to Pastor Stacy and said, you've never used your card before. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, what's going on here? And so basically what happened, I know, I know. So this is, this is what happened. They said, your card, you've been using it for air travel, but you have never used it for land travel, and therefore it is not activated for land travel. You are going to have to go to secondary. And you're thinking, what the heck? Like, how would you even know that, that you would need to activate it when you're already traveling by air with it, right? So we get into secondary, and then it gets worse, friends. I, I've, I've got to confess to you, we went to jail that day. <laughs> I know, I know, we, we went to jail. We were in detention, the detention cell, because what they need to do is they need to make sure that you're not crossing anything crazy over, that they're going to go through all of your things. And it's like, it, it, it's legitimately her card. She's legitimately used it to cross the, uh, to do air travel, to do international travel, to do all these things. And yet, because it was not activated for land travel, we got put in detention center. And as they're going through the stuff, I felt like the Spirit of God said this, there are many just as this, that they, they, they've been given power and authority, and yet and they operate it to a degree, but there is, an, there is a portion that they, remains inactivated. And so the title of my message today is Activation or Activation. Activated. So how many you know that we need to be activated in power and authority? That 
it's not enough just to have authority or just to say we have the authority or, or just to say that we have power, but it's only as effective as it's activated. Like a new credit card, if you think about it, you're the bearer of the credit card. It has your name on it. It is you who, who possesses it, but you cannot use it unless it's activated. So God has given you authority and God has given you power, but my question to you this morning is, is it activated? So I begin to look at activation is required to release the full benefits of what has been entrusted into our hands. Activation is to make active, to put on active duty, to set in motion with the necessary personnel and equipment. So I believe today that God is going to just give us the necessary equipment, the activation to move forward, that he's going to activate us in a greater level of the resources that he has given to us today. So we're going to open up in scripture and Matthew, if you have your Bibles, which I've been told it's a good thing to have our Bibles in church, right? And outside of church, even more so we need it in this world today, right? So Matthew 16, uh, we're going to read verses uh, 16 to 19. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven, verse 18, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock or this revelation, I will build my church or my ecclesia, and the gates, the gates of hell will not overcome it. Can I get an amen? amen. Right? And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So we find that we enter the kingdom of God when we have a revelation of who Jesus is in our lives. We enter into the kingdom of God when we have a revelation of who we are, that we are sons and daughters of God who have an inherent rights and inherent gifts that have been given to us to act king in the, within the kingdom. Now, what I love is that God says that we are the ecclesia. So the ecclesia is, is a people who are, one translation says it's selected ones, meaning that we are, we are selected by God to build his kingdom. We are selected by God to advance. And, and the interesting thing is, is that this word is not actually a religious, ecclesia is not a religious term. It is actually a political and governmental term. Isn't that interesting? That it is, a, it is a political term for a group of people who've been summoned and gathered together to govern the affairs of the city. So you, my friends, in this room, Awaken Church, we have been summoned and we've been gathered together to govern the affairs of San Diego, of Baja, of Salt Lake City. Right, for Jesus, Jesus is saying, by calling us his ecclesia, he's saying, I am giving you governmental authority. It's not authority just to move small things, but it's authority in governing. And that is the authority that God has given to us. So we enter the kingdom through one, knowing who Jesus is, knowing who we are. We are the ecclesia. We are the called out ones, called to, to with the governing authority. But two, we must be activated in the things in which God has given to us. So I know you, this is nothing new, but point number one is this, that we are activated with kingdom authority. 
right? We, we have a song about authority, and I don't know about you, but that's been on repeat for me ever since the album's come out. Let your authority rise in me. Let your authority rise in me, right? There, there's something very powerful in that. Now, I wonder, though, how many of us understand the depths of the authority that God has given to us? So I'm a missionary, as you know, and I've traveled all over the world. And uh, one time I was in, in the Philippines. Philippines is comprised. How many Filipinos we got out here? All right. All right. This one's for you, TJ. All right. All right. So, so here we are. We land in the island of Iloilo. And in and, and, and order, and, and, and the Philippines is like thousands of islands comprised together. So if you're going to get from one island to the other, most of the way is going to be by boat. You're going to have to go by boat to be able to travel. So we get on this little boat to go to this island that we've never been. No one on my teammate team has ever gone. We're going on an adventure. We have no clue what we've signed up for. And we get on this little towboat. And as we're on this boat, it's going to be about a two-hour journey. And while we're on the boat, we, we notice that there's this box in the middle of the boat. And I'm thinking, okay, what is in that box? And so we begin to ask questions, find out it's a corpse. There's a, they're taking a person. And so they're just added cargo. You know, we, this is like a passenger ship, but there's added cargo. They need to get this person to bury them at the island. Great. So we're here. We're, we're, we're the funeral procession. And this is the island that we're going on. And then we find out that there's this officer that is on this, this boat. And we're like, well, okay, that's comforting. So, so far, we have a boat with a dead body, and we have a police officer feeling slightly confused on how I should feel right now, right? And then as we are going down, all, all of a sudden, there's a boat that is about 10 times the size of our boat. And then all of a sudden, we see our boat come up to that boat, stop the boat, and the police officer then takes his little pistol and raises it up at the boat. And you're thinking, bro, what the heck are you doing right now? Not a good idea. Big boat, small boat, probably not a good idea to bring a little pistol. Right? I mean, you think about it. And he commanded that boat to stop. He commanded that there would be a, it was kind of like a passageway or bridgeway to connect the big boat to the small boat. And so then they, and then not only that, so then he goes up the boat and I'm thinking, man, this guy is courageous. Like he doesn't even know what he's walking into. And what we come later to find out that guess what? This boat was a boat full of pirates. What the heck? Like pirates, legit pirates who went around on the sea. And this police officer went up because he understood his authority. And not only did he understand his authority to get on the boat, he arrested a man and said, you know what? He knew he couldn't take on the whole boat, so he took a, a guy captive so that they would follow him into shore. So he took the guy off, put him on the boat, so now we've got a dead body, we got a police officer, and we got a pirate. <laughs> I'm just like, is this for real? Like, what exactly are we doing here? So, so here we are on this boat, on the way, and you're just thinking, oh my gosh, so we have a pirate on the boat, we got this massive boat that's in the wings, that's following us in, I'm like, I cannot believe these guys, and in, in your mind, you're thinking all the things, like the, you know, the big cannons, like pirates of the Caribbean, you're, you're thinking, you know, they're going to like just smash us to smithereens, and wouldn't you know, they followed us all the way into shore where we landed. And it made me think, do we understand the authority God has given to us to that capacity that we would run towards the storm and not away from the storm? 
Do we know how to rise up in the authority that God has given to us in that kind of capacity that when we rise up, we would take authority over a giant? And the reason why that police officer was able to do it, it gave me so much understanding and revelation is because he knew his authority. It's one thing to say authority. It's another thing to operate in authority. So I believe that God wants to not only take you to knowing authority this morning, but he wants to activate you in the authority in which he has given to you. Right, so Jesus went with his disciples. You know, you know the story. He's, he's empowering and releasing. The greatest empowerer and releaser in the world was Jesus Christ, who then is his kingdom. Right, so and, 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 uh, I believe it's Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus speaks to his disciples, and he says this. So he called his 12 disciples together to him. Right, and what's the purpose of authority, by the way? It's to legally exercise supernatural power. How do you know that more than ever before, we must be a people who operates in supernatural power? Right, so, he, so when he calls his 12 disciples, he says to them, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out. Right? To heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease. That word he gave power is another translation of that is jurisdiction. So God has given you jurisdiction over the works of the enemy. So that speaks of territory. Right? Oftentimes we say territory. What does that mean? Does that mean my community? Does, does that mean uh, my car? Does that mean my, my children? Does that mean my, my country? What is my territory? Well, God is saying, listen, friends, I have given you jurisdiction over all the powers of the enemy. So he empowers his 12 disciples as an example to go out and to, 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 to enforce the jurisdiction of heaven, to cast out demons and to heal the sick, right? So then he takes it a step, a step further, and we find in Luke chapter 10 and verse 1, and it says this, that there's, right, he, he first he empowered his 12. So he's giving examples or, or a pattern for us to follow. So then he goes and he finds 70 others, the Bible says. And it says, after these things, after what things? His 12 disciples just came back from kicking the devil's butt, right? They cast out devils. They healed the sick. They preached Jesus, right? So after these things, the Lord appointed how many? 70 others also. And what did he do? He sent them two by two in every place that he himself was about to go. So that word appointed is to literally be to lift up into a higher level. Right? So God has taken you, friends. He's, he's appointed you. He's lifted you up, and he's shifting your mindsets. He's shifting your position to operate even in a higher level. Right? That you're, you're not, you're not in, in, in the same place. Your prayers are not in the same way. Right? And we're in a, we're in a series called let, let Us Pray. Let Him Pray. Right? So there's something about we can rise up because we've been appointed by God with the power and authority that he's given to us. Right? I love, right? We know the passage, Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you the authority. Right? I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means will hurt you. I love 
have that God says, I have given you the jurisdiction over the power of the enemy. So your territory, friends, is to exercise spiritual authority, exercise spiritual power over all the works of the enemy. From the smallest things to the largest things, whether you're, there, there's just something with your vehicle all the way up to there's a pirate ship in the middle of the ocean in the Philippines. Come on. Right? Right? There's nothing that is too large. There's nothing that's too great for God that he cannot, right? And, and here's the thing. When I step out in authority, when you step out in authority, guess what? God will back you up in power. God will back you up. He says these, that he will confirm his word. So as you stand on his word, friends, you will see that God will work through you. Isn't that good news this morning? Isn't that good to know that this is what I've found in doing all the missions, travels, all the crazy things that I've done, is that when we cross over resistance, we come into greater levels of authority. Why? In order to cross over resistance and face the giants, I must be a person that's willing, right, to take on and engage and utilize the authority that God has given to me. Just like on the other side of that pirate ship experience. Do you know what waited us? There was a man who was a pastor that was standing on the beach. And he said, I saw in a vision three women. It was three of us ladies. We didn't have guys there. You know, I'm still waiting. Applications. I'm still waiting on those applications. (laughs) Right. So there's, he says, I, I see there's three, there's three ladies and these three ladies, we have one that, it, you know, and he began to describe us to a T, but you know what was on the other side of that? Healing, salvation, freedom. And what if we would have looked at that and said, you know what? Turn this boat around because we were the shareholders. We were the ones who paid for the boat to go. What if we said, no, let's turn around. We would have missed out on everything that God had for us. There was another time that we were in a country that was very dangerous for Christians, very, very dangerous for believers to be in a country. And and we found ourselves, we're in this van. And as we're in this van and we're going into a city, we were prevented by a riot from going into the city. Then once we got into the city, there was another riot that erupted. And it was a riot where we were literally flanked by the rioters on every side like our van was literally going through the rioters and you're thinking like so this is how I die (laughs) right I mean like you just don't know what's on the other side of that and I just remember telling the team I said you know what there's curtains draw the curtains and command the storm to be still and so we just commanded the storm to be still and guess what happened on the other side of that freedom guess what happened on the other side of that our team went into dozens of locations on the other side of that city and brought great victory great healings right so what's my point when we choose to engage when we choose to stand strong and when we choose to say speak to the mountain command it to be moved everything shifts everything changes our authority is for a purpose and it is to take on giants what is your giant today that you're meant to take on now here's our second activation we are activated through prayer right? We are activated as we pray, we release the power of God, right? Oftentimes we're waiting for the power of God, but the reality is, is that the power of God comes through our lips. As we pray, as we choose to engage, if you will, our prayers is the fuel to the generator that produces the power. 
our prayers is the fuel, right, to the generator that produces power. Right, so, and, and, and I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, like we want to go the easy route, right? And how many of you can never relate to that? Like we'd rather go the easier way. Yeah. And sometimes I'd rather not pray, but I'd rather have the powerhouse, the hammer, Pastor John, come and pray for me. Come on, let's be real. Yeah. Right, why? Because it's easier to let the hammer go forward instead of me going forward, right? Yeah. Right, if you, if you really think about it. But the reality is we don't need someone stronger to pray. We we just need to pray. Right? I mean, it's, it's kind of like MC Hammer back in the day. Now I'm dating myself. So we've got to pray just to make it today. I say we pray. Right? 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 So there's something about engaging in prayer. And there are different kinds of prayer that God would give to us. Number one, he would give to us instant prayers. And how many know in those moments of instant prayer, you've got to be ready to pray. I say we pray. Right? Right? We've got to be ready to to pray because there are situations that hit us uh, that we must be willing to shift the atmosphere. I was in Mongolia, so you know I'm a missionary because all I got is mission stories and all these crazy places. And we're in this rickety old Russian elevator. And there was three of us that were in this elevator. And the elevator is like about like this big. Like you could fit like one, two, three, like four people maybe. And Mongolians will usually fit eight, but you know that's besides the point. <laughs> So we go in this elevator, we're on the 15th floor, we gotta get to the first. We push the button to go to the first floor and guess what, the thing drops at the 10th floor. Stop, no lights, nothing. There's three of us in the elevator and there's three different responses. You have one guy who just starts like trying to muscle and trying to pull open and I'm gonna save the day and do all these things. You got, you got me who just starts praying in tongues. And then we have another guy who's like, in the name of Jesus, I command you to open. So we pretty much had everything happening in that elevator. So we were sure, well, you know what? We got all the bases covered. One of the three methods is gonna work. We don't know which one it's gonna be. And it's like, God just let us like, kind of like hang out there. We're in suspense, no pun intended, right? For just a moment. And then the doors opened and we're like, do we go down in the elevator? Take the stairs, take the stairs. <laughs> and we all took the stairs, right? So it's in that moment that there is an instant prayer that God would require of you. Will you engage in it? You can, I can't wait for my friend to stop freaking out and trying to bust open the doors. I've got to engage my spirit, whether it be in tongues, maybe it be in commanding it to open up, whatever the case may be, that is what I've got to do. So there are times in which we do instant prayers. It should be your reaction is to instantly pray. Our reaction should be to pray as soon as we can because we don't, the time is of the essence. Number two, the second type of prayer we have is what I would call constant prayers. So constant prayers, how do you know that a drip of water, if I were to drip the water, it's going to do nothing to this in the moment. But if I keep dripping water on the rock, if I keep causing the water, it, you'll, you'll see that. You go out to maybe the, the, your, the side of your house. You, you see a faucet that maybe has just a slow drip. What ends up happening is the water ends up penetrating the area that's around it. So there, even the, the cement plate, it can, you can see that there's a difference. Why? Because constant prayer or co consistency will bring breakthrough. Consistency will build capacity. 
So oftentimes we're so close and yet we give up too soon. You know, and, and what I love, like Peter in the, in the book of Acts, he was in a place where he was, he was in prison. And the Bible says that prayers were constantly lifted up for him. And it was the constant prayers that caused breakthrough to come. It was the constant prayers that caused the breakthrough to come. And then the, the third type of prayer I see is bold prayers. I don't know if we have Acts uh, 4.29. Now, the, the disciples had just been released from prison. How many know it's pretty traumatic to go to prison? I can relate. I was just there a month ago. <laughs> right? It's pretty scary. Like, what the heck is going to happen? Am I going to get out of here? And so they got out and they threatened them. Don't you dare speak in the name of Jesus again. Right? And it says, now they looked on their threats, and, 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 and they're praying, and they're saying, Lord, look on their threats. Grant to your servants, what? With all boldness that we may speak your word. I don't know about you, but that's a word for us today. Look at the threats on the outside, but God, give us boldness to stand. God, give us boldness to declare. God, give us boldness to shift atmospheres. Right? And so I, I love that they didn't back up because of the experience, but they pressed in. Bold prayers. So we have instant prayers, we have constant prayers, and then we have bold prayers. And then the, the, the last point I want to land on is number three, that, that we are activated with the keys of the kingdom. Yeah. Activated to, to bind and loose. Jesus said it this way. He said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on, on, on earth will be loosed in heaven. So there is a power in binding and loosening, which simply means to, to permit or to forbid. To permit or to forbid. And this goes in both directions. It's tearing down the kingdom of darkness, but this is also about building up the kingdom of God. So it's about releasing the Holy Spirit. That where the Holy Spirit is acknowledged, Lord, there is liberty. There is life. There is freedom. There is healing. Right? So these are the things in which God has given to us power. And when we bind and we loose, it's all about having, uh, if you will, the... Uh, the authority to release, the authority to release what? Declarations. Would you declare? Prayer in a certain sense is communicating with God, isn't it not? It's about asking God, but sometimes we got to go from a place of asking to a place of declaring, declaring what is true. I'm no longer asking God if it is your will for me to be healed. God, I'm, I'm asking if it's your will for, 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 for freedom to come. I know it is his will, so I command healing to come. I command freedom to come, friends. It is time for us to be a people who will declare the kingdom of God. It is time for us to be a people who will declare. And I remember there was a friend of mine, she said, I was living in this house and I had cleaned all these things and, and I was struggling with allergies so bad. And I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? Like, why is this such a problem? And my friend said, Shelly, did you clean the house? And I'm, I was almost offended. Like, yeah, of course I cleaned the house. It's obvious that it was dirty. I cleaned the whole thing. I don't know why I'm struggling with allergies. She's like, did you clean the house? And I understood what she meant. It was that, did you take authority over the household to shift the atmosphere? And it's something simple, allergies. But how do you know God doesn't want you dealing with allergies. God doesn't want you dealing with these kinds of things and he's empowered you. And I think sometimes we're waiting for God to move and God is waiting for us to move. 
Sometimes we're waiting for God to do something, and God's like, I've already given you the tools. Will you bind what needs to be bound? Will you loose what needs to be loosed? And I want to leave you today with this, that God wants to activate you, friends. He wants to activate you. Your first step to activation is surrender to Jesus. Your, your second step to activation is saying, God, activate me now. So if, if you would, would you stand to your feet? I'm going to invite Pastor John in just a moment. But would you put your hands on your neighbor? You know, there's a saying that God is, con- is, is in control. Yeah, it's called he's in control through you through what you do, what you say, what you declare, what you stand upon. So I want to invite you that if you've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, that today would be the day that you would make Jesus your Lord. That if you've never been activated in kingdom realities, that this would be your hour, that Jesus is here today to lift you up, what, to a higher place, to lift you up in a higher plane. So would you repeat after me? Father, I declare today. I am activated in your power and authority. When I pray, your power is released. I declare over my friends, you are activated in kingdom realities. I declare that you are activated in a new level of authority and power. We will advance the kingdom together. I thank you, Father, for your power over my friends. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.